Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you on Friday, April the 24th. In this podcast, we're going to hear more from Susan Jaffe, our correspondent based in Washington, D.C. Linked to a World Report item, which Susan has written in the April 25th issue of The Lancet, this concerns U.S. President Barack Obama's stepping up of the U.S. campaign about climate change. Hi, this is Susan Jaffe in Washington, D.C., where there's been a lot going on in the past three or four weeks on climate change. Lawyers representing 14 states and two coal companies were in federal court here last week trying to block the Environmental Protection Agency's proposed limits on pollution from coal plants, even before these limits have been finalized and taken effect. And the majority leader in the U.S. Senate, Republican Mitch McConnell, took the unusual step of writing to the governors of all 50 states to urge them to reject the EPA proposal, which would require states to come up with plans to reduce power plant pollution. Then on the other side of the issue, there's President Barack Obama. He's stepping up his appeal to the public, trying to show how climate change is already affecting Americans no matter where they live. He devoted his weekly address to this issue last Saturday, and I'd like to play a short excerpt from the White House website. And today, there is no greater threat to our planet than climate change. 2014 was the planet's warmest year on record. 14 of the 15 hottest years on record have all fallen in the first 15 years of this century. This winter was cold in parts of our country, as some folks in Congress like to point out. But around the world, it was the warmest ever recorded. And the fact that the climate is changing has very serious implications for the way we live now. Stronger storms, deeper droughts, longer wildfire seasons. The world's top climate scientists are warning us that a changing climate already affects the air our kids breathe. Last week, the Surgeon General and I spoke with public experts about how climate change is already affecting patients across the country. The Pentagon says that climate change poses immediate risks to our national security. Given the strong opposition against climate change in the Republican-controlled Congress, it's not all that surprising that the president is using other means to address this issue. Just to mention a few recent examples, he announced plans to expand public access to climate change data with help from Google and Microsoft. He's formed a coalition of 30 medical, nursing, and public health schools to train health care providers to respond to the health effects of climate change. Then in the spring, he'll be hosting a climate change and health summit at the White House. And despite critics who say the U.S. won't be able to keep this promise, last month the Obama administration submitted the U.S. climate plan to the United Nations ahead of December's global conference in Paris. The plan says, quote, The United States intends to achieve an economy-wide target of reducing its greenhouse gas emissions by 26 to 28 percent below its 2005 level in 2025. In this country, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is the lead agency responsible for studying how climate change affects human health and how to prepare the public response. I had a chance last week to talk to the head of the CDC's climate and health program, epidemiologist George Luber. Like the president, he wants people to know that climate change really hits close to home. It's our premise to put a spotlight on Um, The fact that climate change isn't just about 
polar bears and penguins or uh, impacts distant in time. Certainly, the, the, the current frame people consider, you know, these impacts to be limited to, um, you know, glaciers and ice caps, impacts that are distant from them in space and also distant from them in time. We talk about, you know, one to four feet of sea level rise by 2100. Well, that's a frame of reference that's difficult for many people to grasp. You know, they don't expect to be around in 2100. What we are showing is that these impacts are already affecting our communities and already affecting uh, people's health. These impacts are already underway. And this doesn't involve them in their communities in Atlanta, in, in, in communities all around this, this country and the world. So putting the human face, the human dimension on climate change is extremely important, not only for understanding the threat that we face, but also for encouraging action on it. The CDC's climate program is also working with state health departments to help them respond to the health consequences of climate change. So we work with places as disparate as Florida and Maine. Oregon, California, uh, Arizona, cover a, a large geographic range, which means that we have to really contextualize the climate change impacts and the vulnerabilities to those by region. So Florida is interested in tropical storms, of course, uh, extreme heat, uh, harmful algal blooms, which uh, affect both freshwater and coastal waters and, and have uh, health effects associated with them. Uh, Maine is concerned with Lyme disease. Uh, principally. Many New England states are worried about heavy precipitation events. So one feature of climate change is that it increases the uh, uh, tumultuousness of, of rainfall. So rainfall is increasingly coming down in heavy downbursts versus uh, soaking rains. The frequency of these heavy, the top 1% of rainfall events as far as intensity has increased across the country. And it affects surface water quality and uh, just concern for not only flooding, but also uh, drinking water impacts. And Luber says the effects are not only environmental. There are a number of other health threats from climate change that are a little bit more subtle. So something as simple as pollen can have very profound impacts on a community, rates of asthma, rates of ED visits for um, asthma attacks and, and treatments for rhinitis. And um, we are investigating the link that climate change has uh, with pollen production, both through the extension of the growth season, so the, the length of the frost-free period has been increasing, and that does affect plant biology, but also the impact that CO2 fertilization, independent of, of weather, has on the productivity of these plants. But the Obama administration may not be making a lot of progress in changing public opinion. A national Gallup opinion poll released this week reveals there is still a really deep political divide on climate change. Most conservative Republicans say they believe the effects of global warming won't happen in their lifetime. And 40% are convinced global warming will never happen at all. On the other hand, nearly 90% of Democrats polled said the harmful effects of global warming have already begun. But President Obama continues to appeal to the skeptics. He concluded his weekly address last Saturday by trying to take the politics out of climate change, including himself. This is an issue that's bigger and longer lasting than my presidency. It's about protecting our God-given natural wonders and the good jobs that rely on them. It's about shielding our cities and our families from disaster and harm. It's about keeping our kids healthy and safe. This is the only planet we've got. And years from now, I want to be able to look our children and grandchildren in the eye and tell them that we did everything we could to protect it. Reporting for The Lancet in Washington, D.C., I'm Susan Jaffe.